the 100th episode. I'm Clayton Howe, and this is Entertainment X. I want to take a moment to thank everyone who's listened to the last one, uh, 99 episodes and to all of my guests from the 99 episodes. It's very exciting to hit 100, and I appreciate each and every one of you who have been on the show, who have listened to the show, and who enjoy the show. So... Thank you very much for listening and your continued support as we hit the big one zero zero on Entertainment X. Good morning, but it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. To infinity and beyond. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. Don't they? It's classified. You talking to me? I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. I can't lie! Expecto Patronum! Entertainment X. You never know what you're going to get. This feels like a bit of a birthday party to hit 100. I I want to say I can't remember the last time I did 100 of anything, but the more I think about it, I guess maybe once in my life I've done some sit-ups or you know, shows that I've performed in. But this is very different and very special to me. Uh, For this episode, I have my very first guest, my best friend in the entire world, Nakia Peterkin, interview me for the 100th episode. And she does great. So I hope you enjoy this episode and keep on keeping on. For this episode of Entertainment X, we sat down... Do I say sad or sit? Uh, you can say sit. Sorry. Okay. For this episode of Entertainment X, we sit down with Clayton Howe, the creator of Entertainment X for the 100th episode of the podcast. We talk about life lessons. We talk about college and how he has grown from that point to this, how much the podcast has played a role in that growth and where he sees the podcast heading in the future we had such a great time going back and forth i think it might have been a little tough for him to be on the other side of the mic but he handled it like a pro and i hope you all enjoy this episode and we're back on another episode of entertainment x yes i am nikia peterkin and today our guest is none other than the esteemed the critically acclaimed the most amazing hostess with the mostest, Clayton Triple A How. Hello, hello. Hello, thank you so much for joining us today on Entertainment X. How does it feel to be here today? I'm excited. I can't believe this is the 100th. 100th, wow. Episode. I think it's going to be really exciting. And I thought for everyone listening that it would be very, very interesting to have an exciting and fun and different. Mm-hmm. To have (laughs) my very first guest on, Nakia Peterkin, best friends going on mm, nine years, eight, eight. No, no, longer than that. Ten. Ten? Oh, we're at ten. Yes. We're at the big ten. Look at all these round numbers. I'm excited. Yes, we met in 2010. Now, just for a little little context for everyone, um, I talked to you. You were my actually my third interview, mm-hmm. yes. although you were my first to come out right. in the first three that I released. Correct. And we did it over the phone, two and a half hours. You were on the Disney Wonder. Oh, yeah. Was you in San Juan? 
Um, you, yes, we were in San Juan. And you were in yep, a stairwell. That's how I could get it. Yep. And then you went outside and then you went back to a stairwell. And it's really great. If anyone listens to it, On My Way to Greatness, going backwards is not an option. Not an option. Still not an option. So I thought it'd be fun 100 episodes later here in October on the lovely Upper West Side. We yes. have a conversation. Yes. And you know what? All you've said me. so many amazing things. I was going to say, you've just said so many great things about my episode, but we're on your episode. So hello, let's hello. get to it, shall we? Yes. Okay. All right. So... Clay, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, you know that in college, I was, it was all about musical theater. It's mm-hmm. been about musical theater. I'm going to be going on tour in less than a month with Waitress. With what? Waitress. And what are you be playing? The natural, 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 <laughs> national tour. I'm playing the affable but mostly dislikable future ex-husband of Jenna. His name is Earl Hunterson. Come on, that's a strong name. Come on, Earl <laughs> Hunterson. He's not a nice guy, although I consider myself to be a nice guy. You are the nicest kid in town. <laughs> so, so, so it's just so exciting to now, you know, take performing, auditioning, the general grind of theater, and in a way, and I tell this to everyone who asks me why I started it, to speed it up, to connect faster right. with more people, more like-minded people, mm-hmm. and just get ahead sooner in life on 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 connections on opportunities on yeah on theater yeah. and so that's what that's what's just so exciting about having this podcast having it you know at the 100th episode and the amount of people i met if i just you know stayed the normal quote unquote no one can see it yes. course um i wouldn't i would just wouldn't know wow. nearly as many people and i probably wouldn't have done the last like three performing gigs yeah if it wasn't for having directors producers on this show Mm -hmm. and it's also really exciting because people who listen also exactly so it has been more than a full circle experience for you doing the podcast yeah it's been like a hundred full circles i'm very happy to hear that would you mind sharing the story of the time right before the podcast really began you were doing something similar with reaching out to people can you share that story for the people for the people so i was getting really antsy in my wadsworth terrace apartment (laughs) (laughs) wadsworth thank you locals know where that is up at 190th street in uh, manhattan island and you never have to say island you could just say Manhattan. (laughs) so i know it's like because i'm from long island so i would say long but it's like, where is that? No, it's Long Island. Right. Anyway, so I was writing letters to people, um, prominent people. Yes. In Not entertainment. Not just Joe Schmo. No, I wrote, I mean, I reached out to Dave Fox, who was one of my episodes. He was the voice of Z100. Mm-hmm. Um, various writers, pr- producers, on-air hosts for ABC. And I wasn't getting answers. Right. And I got a few, and they were just encouraging. But what I was asking them was, hey, I'd like to pick your brain, sit down, talk about you know your life path, and... Learn more about what you've done and see if I can model of any for myself. Right. And this saying that I brought up at the very beginning was life punishes the vague wish Mm -hmm. and rewards the specific ask. And I had a lot of vague wishes as I was finding that specific ask. Right. And I was talking to my friend uh, who's a good uh, Good Morning America. He was. uh, He might still be Good Morning America weekend um, producer. And he was like, everyone has a podcast. Podcasts are so trendy. Now, this was... Back in 2000, end of 2017, maybe mm-hmm. like fall there, uh, in the fall. And I was like, oh, really? What do you think? He's like, you would, it would be about what you write letters to people about. Right. You know, Entertainment X. And I didn't know in one sentence what this podcast was being until I was writing the bio 
for my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, getting to the soul and drive of top performers in entertainment. That's a good line. And it sums up what it is. Yeah. So I started with uh, creating, reaching out to friends and friends of friends. And the second you ask specifically in life in general to the universe, it's amazing how many people respond. So many people. And I've had, you know, I have like, you know, doing shows and performing and doing other stuff in my life that and like and how long this has been going on i always say you know what i'll know if i ever need to stop this right i'll know if this isn't you know gelling for me if it's not if people aren't responding to it and every time i have that question with myself i get three answers from emails i emailed a, a month ago and mm-hmm. it's like hey clay you know i don't know if you're still wondering but um would love to chat with you right and it's like even i got down like i got really down to the wire with sue frost and Matt DiCarlo, my last two episodes, yes. and being in rehearsal all day, well, being on call all day, right, right, <laughs> not right. sure when I'm going to go to rehearsal, it's hard to uh, organize any of that, you know? And so we're doing this now, mm-hmm. and this is Monday, October 14th. Yes, it is. And then on Wednesday, um, I'm going to be having another conversation. I don't want to say who it is, just in case the conversation doesn't happen. Right, right, right. <laughs> It'll save me on editing. Um, but you'll see what it is when it's the 101st episode exactly 101 amen and so that's a very long-winded response to your question but it was just really incredible because it was almost like i was just kind of like you know rickety wobbling around the ideas of what i wanted and the second i had a a destination everything is just like everything lines up with it yes it does Yes, it does. And that's exactly why I asked you to share that story, because there may be some listeners out there who don't realize that whatever they're feeling is kind of like murky. But if they just keep on giving themselves a very direct, um, a direct vision that they will eventually get to, you know, their 100th episode of their podcast or whatever the project or thing is that they're seeking. And I was able to see you go on this journey firsthand and it was just it's been so cool to to see all of that unfold what do you and make, now you're here what do you make of it honestly, i'm just curious honestly it's been like a shocking is not the word it's it's been because you always miraculous. knew no. yeah I, I always knew i would say it's been miraculous honestly yeah. because to see someone who's always been so focused on one thing like when i first met you all i knew is that you loved musical theater and i didn't know you had other interests that that would go into this vein you know what i mean like um and i know you play the drums for the people who don't know the man is talented he has many a talents one of them is the drums oh please you know? stop please uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'll give you your 20 bucks later <laughs> all right all right slide on the table but you know um so I've seen you do certain things for so many years and I was like, but this is what Clay does. And then when this came about, it was like, wow, he's really good at this. And it was really easy. You're such a people person that it's no surprise that, you know, once you got a couple podcast episodes under your belt that people are like, oh yeah, I'll tell you about my friend and I'll tell you about this person and that person. And it's crazy because these people weren't just telling you the connections they had before. No. And they had, they still had, they had the connections then. Yeah. Somebody easily could have been like, oh, Clay, you sending out envelopes. I know such and such. Let me talk to them. Nobody said that. Uh-uh. But the minute you were like, okay, here's my specific ask. And this, these are the things. People are like, oh, yeah, I know such and such. Or he's my cousin from down the street and around the corner. And guess what? He has 12 Tonys. <laughs> Let, let's get him on podcast. Yeah. Um, so and a Grammy. Been really, and a Grammy. Yeah. That, um, that is what you're bringing up is really, really 
uh, powerful Mm -hmm. because not only am I just having a conversation where I say like, great, we had a wonderful conversation. Thank you for playing. Goodbye. I, it's almost like systematically make a new friend at the end of each episode. We connect on such a spiritual level and I'm not saying it's religious. I'm not saying, Mm -hmm. but it's just whatever your definition of spiritual is. We have that outer body connection of wavelengths. Right. And you create that friend. And then, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of, some of them will offer up a friend, you know, cause it, I've made them feel good. You know, right. the person I've interviewed, right. um, they look great, you mm-hmm. know, and then, cause that's what this show is about. And I've always said that to everyone. It's not a gotcha show. I'm not right. here to like try and get you on mm-hmm. something private in your life. It's all about, you know, making you look good and sharing your best high points with other people and the leading up to it. So other people can realize, you know, right. it's like you just standing there giving your Tony award speech. There's a lot of shit mm-hmm. before it that came. And especially in this field more so than others i think it's all about making you look good making yourself look good yeah in in the audition room in um you know networking at a at a bar club restaurant and if i've made you look good and now you have a prized friend that you put to me Mm -hmm. that's going to make you look good exactly because i'm going to make them feel like i've made you feel and that's been the synergy of i'll never forget it after i interviewed andrea burns I was sitting there with her and I was like, do you know any other like-minded people you think would be a good fit for this show? And without even missing a beat, she said, Jonathan Groff. And I was like, the Jonathan Groff? The, the one? And she's like, oh my God, yeah, he's got such an interesting story. He's like, I know his story's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh. You know, and then I had a lovely conversation with him yeah. about uh, Frozen, Frozen 2. Go back and listen. And we ended up talking about him coming out. And I never want to talk about personal relationship. Not that I don't ever. I don't plan to ever right, talk about a right. personal relationship. That's something, if you want to bring it up, if it has something to do in your life, that's mm-hmm. incredible. Share it. And that's what we ended up talking about. And it was just like, whoa, this is like, this is the kind of connection you will never get at a restaurant. Exactly. You will never get this in an audition room mm-hmm. or a meeting if you're pitching something. It's just next level. Yes. And there is a very... not a very comfortable but there is a level of trust that builds so quickly in this process because when you're talking to people you're looking them in the eyes you're letting them know that you are someone that they can have this conversation with you've already led with this is not a gotcha show this is not a gotcha moment and so they want to be here and Mm -hmm. it is very it is very apparent in listening to the episodes that this is something they want to do Hmm. and that's why they trust you with this information and that's why uh, there are so many episodes we get these personal stories that you kind of feel like you kind of feel like do i deserve to hear this personal truth from you because we don't know them as the reader I mean, as the listener, yeah. like you get to know them sitting there, but we're just secondhand listening. But we get the benefit of that trust that they have with you by listening to these episodes. So it's very clear that you are obviously great at what you do, um, because then, you know, you wouldn't have the, the show and the podcast and it would not have gotten to 100 beautiful episodes. We can't wait for 100 more. Um, yes. But let's keep getting into it. So. Can you tell me, is this what you expected it to be? Yes and no. I remember before the first episode standing on the Astoria Boulevard platform with my Zoom H6 recorder, my two SM58 microphones, <laughs> and my gold-plated XLR six-foot cables, and my little B&H bag, and I was playing in my head 
the way the first conversation would go. Mm-hmm. You know, like we do yeah. that with like uh, an award speech. I've, you know, I've, I've had my Tony Award speech in my head or like, you know, right. whatever those moments or some of us know it as like, you know, after you have a fight, mm-hmm. it's like 2020 vision. I would have said this <laughs> and they would have, it's just like it plays perfectly in your mind. Literally. And it was in my mind playing perfectly the conversation with Andrea Burns. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because she's a big deal. And I know her from schooling at Stella Adler, but I was like, you know, oh, I ask her this and then that and then this. And I had this whole, you know, and it only goes about five minutes and all these episodes are an hour. So I wasn't on the platform for an hour. Sometimes you are, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. that day. And (laughs) she was just going on and on and on in my head for like five minutes. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is going to be great. And then my first actual interview with John Hacker, who's on the national tour right now of Jersey Boys. Come on, John. He... And I sat down and I was like in that, so, okay, so we're going to do two parts here. So I had this beautiful five minute expectation of one episode. Mm -hmm. So that was expected, obviously. (laughs) Everything else past the first five minutes of that one episode, which was not the first three episodes, is just been unexpected. And sitting down with John, I remember in his living room and I had my questions and I knew him as a friend from working with him uh, at Ogunquit Playhouse. And... I sat there and I was like, oh, you know, the questions are important, but what I really want to know is, you know, who who is he? Right. And what is his background? Like, what did his parents or guardian or parent teach him? What does he remember as like a big mistake he made that he doesn't regret, but it proved essential in him learning? Mm-hmm. And part was part was that you know of having a genuine conversation there and then the other part was modeling after tim ferris right and i have to give a shout out to tim ferris because now if we rewind it's amazing how life gives you these little these little nudges and if you don't listen they get louder and louder you know and then the whole wall falls on you Mm -hmm. and then if you still don't listen you're really in limbo yeah and that's a thing oprah had said but these little things, these little, I was like, oh, that's interesting. A little crumb here, a little piece of a brick falling on my shoulder there. I was like, oh, ooh, oh, oh, ow. Right. And Tim Ferriss, someone had told me that I reminded him, it was a radio jockey in mm-hmm. the Philippines when I was there on the radio. At yeah. the end of the interview, he said, you remind me of Tim Ferriss. Do you know how that is? And I was like, no, I have no idea how that is. So I'm going to tell all of you if you don't know. He wrote The 4-Hour Workweek, a New York Times bestseller escape the nine to five and live the super wealthy, whatever the tagline is, it's a great book. And I listened to it for free on YouTube, Mm -hmm. eight hours, nine hour video, um, audio video of this book reading. And essentially it's how do you work less and enjoy life more? How do you take your nine to five job and turn it into more of project based instead of, you know, action based where you have to be at the retail job for nine hours. You can just go, you know, design something and it makes money for you, whatever that Mm -hmm. is, Uber for X, a new show, whatever it is. And I was thinking about Tim and I was started listening to his podcast and he has this series of questions at the end that I was like, Oh, I don't know if you can copyright questions. (laughs) Thanks Tim. And I, I made my whole, I mean, my intro, everything is loosely based off of his structure, Yeah. but yet it's completely different. So then that was given to me. Mm-hmm. And then all of that culminating into this conversation with John and then um, Jelani, Remy, yeah. and then who's in Ain't Too Proud now, and then you, where we, it just, it all came full circle. So it was unexpected, but yet expected in this like sub-level 
of just trusting a journey, right. subconscious trust. Mm-hmm. When you're on the right path, you don't have to think so much because you're just going. Yeah. And I know it's really interesting. This is the part that I'm going to add in because I don't want it to all just be about me. But for anyone listening, you know, if you're if you're in life and you don't know which path to take mm-hmm. or what to do or I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I heard this quote the other day. It was like the mind is for having ideas, not keeping them. Ah. not holding them ah. and it's you take those ideas and you write them down and you figure it out yeah now what that means in my life is at this point i had already written a jingle for vineyard vines mm-hmm. great jingle by oh, the way thank you mm-hmm. i still I sing, sing it sometimes it? No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm I saw a kid wearing uh, a vineyard vine shirt at work yet yesterday yeah. and i literally started humming the song do you, do you want to sing it <laughs> no 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 okay so then <laughs> i go to go to go to my youtube you'll hear it and so then so then i wrote that i was reaching out to people on radio you know what do i want to do do i want to do radio now this is after two disney cruise line contracts right. i'm not booking anything i'm going to all these open calls and this happened like quick. Yeah. It was like yeah. literally got off the ship in September, wrote the jingle, wrote to people in radio. I thought I had a good enough voice for that. Mm-hmm. I certainly have the face for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I reached out to like people in television and film. And, and then all of a sudden I booked, you know, parade. Mm-hmm. And then I did uh, from here to eternity. And then I immediately started the podcast the following winter. Yeah. Because I was like, Oh, like life is short. Yes. Where do I want to be at? Where do I want to be at 27? Mm-hmm. You know, and I was 25 then. And I'm 27 yeah, now. Yeah. I'm going to be 28 in April. Where do I want to be at 30? Mm-hmm. You know. And then I read that book, The Defining Decade, Your 20s and Why They Matter. Yeah. And it talks about that with like love and how you know if you really want to have a kid or you want to settle down, you need to start thinking about that mm-hmm. seriously. Yes. Yes, you do. You know. And I always say like it's not a personal show, but I can't help but bring up Lexi. Yeah. Because she's shaped my life right. so much. My girlfriend. I was gonna say how tell much, the people who Lexi like, is. Who the heck is Lexi? My like, assistant. No, no, she's not my assistant. She's my girlfriend. <laughs> She's like, she said, she has a great quote from the Game of Thrones. What is it? The man is the head of the household, but the woman is the neck. And I was like, that's pretty true for the two of us. Mm, well, <laughs> Cersei, well. Cersei says, Cersei Lannister. I don't even know if I'm saying her name right. I, I think the, the last name might be Lancaster. Lancaster. You know what? Don't, don't hate us. Don't get me to lie. Don't Forgive us. Whatever the case is, that was so true, you know, with her. And I wonder, you know, you can manifest these things into your life. Yes, you can. You can manifest a good relationship. Yes. I had been in bad relationships. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, why am I always in these relationships that end up so weird? Like, yeah. Why, why do I, why do the end of relationships end up and I'm not even friends with the other person? Literally. That's not a coincidence. No. I mean, that's not random. That's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. There's a person I'm choosing, a way I'm behaving, and an outcome that's happening. Yes, it is. Even subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So you can manifest these things into your life. And I know it sounds like The Secret or like Unleaked to Power Within, which I think yeah. are great books and you should read them. But to a certain degree, that is absolutely positively, to the utmost degree, it's I'll absolutely to true. To every degree, yes. To every degree, it's so true. You can literally manifest happiness, mm-hmm. a good relationship, a path, a journey, if you really get in touch with who you are. Exactly. And what matters to you. Or things that mattered to you when you were a kid and you've completely forgotten about them. Right. In that book, The Defining Decade, they call it the, I think they call it the unthought known. Mm. It's something that you've forgotten, that you loved when yeah. you were a kid. And if you go back and you know revisit that, it can become your life path. You right. know, if you love what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, I'm loving what I'm doing, 
and I don't really get to watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. I don't really get to watch HBO. I don't, if I am, it's research. Right. And that's my own hunger to always want to learn something more. So I only go on there if I'm going to criticize or critique right. or watch or gr- get something from it mm-hmm. for my growth. But all of this is a full-time job, quote unquote. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like I'm working because I'm doing what I love. That's amazing. It truly is. And you know what? You can see that. You can see that in your work ethic, anyone who has ever seen you in the show. And you can see it with the podcast because every episode gets better and better and better and better. And it's not about the content that the guests are giving. It's about the way you are guiding them into giving that content. And it's become smoother ever since the first episode. Love like, you. Honestly, it truly has. Another 20 is coming to you. Well, hey, <laughs> it up. Hold on. I'm not leaving here without 100 for the 100th yeah, episode. Hey, 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 60 more to go. Um, <laughs> but it's true. It's true. And everything you've said makes so much more, makes so much sense. And it's important that you're sharing all of this because these aren't things that the listeners get to hear from you. We get to hear everyone else's philosophies on how they live their lives and what they do. And if Netflix is something they use to chill. So it's important for us to know that you only use it to critique because that is where you are. And you are just as important as every other person you have interviewed on this podcast. Well, thank you. That's really sweet. You're welcome. It's true. I had something it's I was going to say, and you that just the, you wiped it out of my brain with that. Comment. You know what I mean? So, like you. you are the vehicle. Thank you. Like they're great people. Every everything, every episode we've ever listened to has been great. But without the vehicle to get us these episodes, we would not have that content. And that makes your role the most important on this podcast as the creator and as the cultivator of this medium. Speaking of creating, cultivating, mm-hmm. uh, there's floodgates that open when you give yourself the permission. Yeah. To go yes, ahead because I started and certain things don't work. I started that little vlog four episodes and it disappeared. Yep. Yep. I wouldn't Email. even call that. I wouldn't even call that a favorite failure, you know, to go to my questions that I ask people. Right. But it's definitely it was educational. There was no guide. Yeah. There was no road. Like I said to you in this, you know, pretend we're driving down the 405 in L.A. Mm-hmm. We're staying on that road, but you can go in any lane. Right. So there's a ton of ways the conversation can go as long as we're headed to you know, LA or exactly. whatever. I don't even know if it goes to, if it goes, I don't live. I there. love that you use I that reference. Picked, I don't know the four or five. So I just, it said just has yes a lot of lanes. Agree. It might have six lanes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I understand the metaphor, even I though I do not. It's going to be a lot of fact checking after this. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, so having that, it didn't work. The podcast didn't, uh, the vlog didn't necessarily work, so to speak. Right. I'm going to take another whack at it, mm-hmm. you know, with this tour. Cause I have very specific, things to talk about you know pie is just fun so why not Mm -hmm. talk about that and then some of these beautiful theaters i'm going to on the waitress tour i can give you like you know i can climb up i would imagine i can climb up into spots they can't normally go and get all sorts of shots of like load in what the inside of these beautiful theaters look like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and a and a general life of the rest of america right like i'm most excited to go out there and actually hear what other people are saying in the coffee shop yeah because hell's kitchen upper west side is a bubble i was gonna say you know we say we're like we're super worldly over here we're in the city but it's like (laughs) i bet you when i go to boise idaho it's gonna be like oh you know watching the local news seeing what's important what's really important to people when they wake up at 7 a.m what they put their attention to exactly so so the floodgates come back to the floodgates Mm -hmm. i think it's absolutely wonderful because once you have the podcast or anything you create Mm -hmm. it just opened like i've written like a film i wrote a little tv show yeah. that i'm working on. i'm writing another short movie short show i'm um, doing more reading i'm doing more journaling yeah 
which Journaling is really, is really, really important. I mean, even writing down something I like in a book, mm-hmm. I have it. You know, my first journal entry. Uh, it's going to be two years this November. Yeah. Uh, the, it was like November 18th, 2017, 18. Anyway, it's two, whatever two years is. Sorry, mom. She's a math teacher. <laughs> it was called, the first entry was from Tim Ferriss's book, mm-hmm. Tribe of Mentors. And it was about reticular activation. And that's the part of the brain that has you focus on things that are important. Right. Like your name in a crowd of, you know, blah, 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 Nikia Peterkin, blah, blah, blah. You're like, you hear it. Exactly. Because you've taught yourself that that's important to you. Mm-hmm. That's what you've been taught by other people. So you focus on it. Right. And it's, this is like a scientific way of saying, if you repeat, I want to be in a happy relationship. I want to be in a happy relationship. I'll have a happy relationship. I'll have a happy, how are you word it to be a powerful sentence for yourself? Right. You'll start to see it Mm -hmm. in life. And that's happened to me. I've started, I have new words in my brain that are important to me, like my name. Right. And I can hear it in a crowd of blah, 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 or scrolling through the web or being online. Mm -hmm. I say, oh, Mm -hmm. that's interesting. What are they doing? Oh, let me look into that. Let me have them on my show. Let's chat. And then all of a sudden I do a show or do whatever. So that was my first journal entry though. It's like a little scientific way of saying um, affirmations are real. Yeah. So I know I'm like, I just went like around in a whole circle on circle. No, no, it's fine. You answered the question, which was initially, is it anything like you expected? You did answer it. Thanks. But but that's what this is for. It's about giving us all of this information, no matter where the information comes from. We want to hear all of it, Um, especially because we just don't get to hear anything from you really outside of asking the question so this is really nice for the listeners i'm certain everyone is going to love it Mm. now i have a question about um the guest have you felt that there's any guest you would want to repeat like have you ever considered doing like a two-part and why and why so any repeat guests you would want and why would you do that or would you can do you want to just keep it fresh you know keep it like a new person every time Yes, is the short answer. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had Townsend Teague on, mm-hmm. he's um, a consultant for Broadway. He's doing big, big things, and you don't necessarily see his name. You know, right. you don't you see it a whole a whole ton. He I was in a great article for Forbes about Beetlejuice and Tootsie and profit margins and ticket sales. But he's got a real analytical mind about Broadway okay. and live theater here in the city. And I had him on. And he emailed me after we chatted and he was like, the whole thing was kind of like a blur. He didn't, you know, didn't, you don't know. I don't know what he expected, but what happened was not what he expected. Right. And he wanted to do it again so we could cover more things that he had wished he had said. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, I was like, I promise you it's a good episode. Let me edit it like it's going to go. I'll send it to you. You listen to it. If you like it, I'll release it. If you don't, we'll record again. If you like it, we'll do a part two. Right, right. So he answered back. He's like, yeah, no, 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 that's good. That's good. And it's great. His first episode (laughs) is incredible. It really is. And then I was like, great, let's do a part two. So we sat down for a part two. I had six points. We talked for another hour. He has a great book list at the end of it about uh, theater stuff. Razzle Dazzle is a Mm -hmm. great book. I think it's, is it written by Michael Riddle? Riddell? If it's not that guy's, that guy, follow him. He is a soothsayer of trends in theater. Mm -hmm. Fascinating stuff. So I ended up having him on as as a part two. But I haven't done anyone else as a part two yet. And yes, there are multiple guests that I would like to have on a second time. I think we barely scratched the surface 
by the end of these hour long episodes. Cause the first mm-hmm. 30 minutes is hi, you know, I'm not saying this to them, but the conversation is hi, I'm clay. You can trust me. Right, Here's right. some lukewarm questions. This is what we're going to get into. And then we go into a deep dive in the last 30 minutes where, right. you know, they're sharing some really, really, really powerful life moments that are maybe private mm-hmm. that other people are just going to grow. Uh, so much from so yes coming up i should do and i will do some part twos good and going in the vein of you know sharing all those life lessons and those deep things would you say there are any particular lessons from the episodes of guests that stick out to you like some of the favorite ones yeah yeah i don't there's so there's I mean, there's so many. There's 99. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the simpler ones are the ones that stick with me more. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like, and I do this billboard quote at the end of a lot of the episodes. Right. And like, breathe was a billboard quote. That was one of my favorites, actually. It's simple. Yeah. It's very simple. We make it very complicated. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through a lot of growth personally in my life right now. You know, having to trust You know, I didn't realize lack of trust that I have for people. Right. right. You know, just from my, you know, we all are betrayed, you know, and it's like, it's a learned behavior to not trust, right? Mm -hmm. You grew up as a kid trusting. Being forced to learn to trust the ones I love truly, not just this, yeah, I love you, I trust you, really have to, have have no choice. Right. (laughs) No other options. The universe works in powerful ways. And, uh, or as like my mom would say, like, God has a funny sense of humor. (laughs) So the question was quote, um, um, lessons that stand out. And so breathe. And yeah. I, that one's been sticking with me a lot lately because mm-hmm. I have to breathe. Um, trust the path. Love. Yeah. On my way to greatness, going backwards is an option. Mm-hmm. And these are very simple, simple thoughts right. that listen. Mm-hmm. Listen. That's a huge one that I've gotten better at from yeah. this show yeah you know you can hear a lot of things but if you don't really listen you miss them go completely like and lexi and i lexi came up with this i got to give her credit she calls them tip of the iceberg thoughts mm. so you think picture water and the tip of an iceberg right and you say not you or i say you know i feel i feel a little bit down today below that surface is a big fat chunk of ice Mm -hmm. that has i don't trust this person this happened to me today i'm not ready for this i don't know if i'm going to do well today. it's that lizard brain as seth godin calls it of just it's going on your head and it's telling you no you suck you suck you suck and it's not true right but when someone says a sentence like that to me you know like oh i'm i'm sad about x Mm -hmm. that's a tip of the iceberg thought right you know i like (laughs) i don't trust anyone (laughs) story of my life there's a lot yeah. below the surface with that. Exactly. And listening, you know, especially when I do these episodes, if I hear one little sentence that almost seems like a throwaway, mm-hmm. I really have gotten better at lis- hearing it. Right. And being like, well, hold on, let's go back to that. What was the lessons that you learned? Yeah. You know, what is that to you? And then all of a sudden we go way into left field, or not left field, it's center field, but I thought it was left field and it's center field now. Right, right. Of just a whole separate slew of conversation because mm-hmm. I've listened. Exactly. I'm trying to think if there's any more that come to the top of my brain. I know one because ever since that episode, you is the I hear you say it all the time. I never heard you say it before. It was get ready so you don't have to stay ready. 
I mean, stay ready so you don't have to get ready, Mike. Yes, Apologies. stay ready uh, so you don't have to get, get ready. ready. Yes, I had never heard you say it before, and then after the episode, you know, you say it all the time. That's a fun one too. It is a fun one. It's a great one because I remember says it. I remember back at Stella Adler, mm-hmm. um, we got up each individually to stand up. This is an Andrea Burns's class, and we would all honestly say what we thought of the person standing. How they, mm. but not like not you know formed opinions based on our own jadedness. Right. Just what what ways of being have you demonstrated at lunch in the room on the street, and what does it mean to you? So you can better, you know, just know how you're coming off. Some exactly. people, yeah. it's a great exercise if you're open to it. If you're mm-hmm. not, it can really you know be sound hurtful. But yeah. it's a great exercise if you're willing to grow. Mm-hmm. And I stood up and I said, I always appear prepared. And I do very, I do the minimum amount of preparation. And that's something that no one would know. I have to admit that. Right. Because right. I always try to appear prepared. Mm-hmm. And and that was like 2012 and 13. 2013. 13. In that area. It was 2013. And, and so I realized like, oh, you know, if I want to go into an audition, right? So how does this apply? If I want to go into an audition or a callback, I get an appointment. I have to prepare three sides. Mm-hmm. And I come in and I go to that audition and I just have it barely memorized. And a few choices is different than coming in ready for your opening night performance. Exactly. And that level of work of being being prepared, so you, you know, staying ready so you don't have to get ready, being prepared so you don't mm-hmm. have to get prepared, that idea has translated into so many of my projects. Right. I had an idea for a TV show and I was going to take that idea and go around with it. But an idea is worthless. The the actual material of it, you know, recorded video, audio or written text of it is the value. Mm-hmm. And so with like the latest show I'm writing, I've done an exceptional amount of work right. with my writing partner Matthew Baker that is just far and beyond what anyone would do initially, but it's important for me to stay ready so I don't have to get ready because you can't half-ass. That's another way of saying don't Mm half-ass your life. Don't half-ass your your passions. And it's it's really, I mean, that one's really applied. You know, I do more work than I would normally do before, you know, the tip of the moment, you know, that first moment. Mm -hmm. So that's a a powerful quote. That's a really really powerful quote. Good, good. Now, do you have any, um, we're going to move away from the quotes and asking that. So now I would like to know, do you have any specific goals for the next 100 episodes? Yes. My Imagine if I just said no. Next question. That's just fine. <laughs> no. Yes, I know. Moving it's like, on. I know. Um, first of all, I have to say you're doing great. Thank you. And this I isn't to kill time. I was extremely nervous. This is not to kill time. You're doing, you, have you ever interviewed anyone? Uh, no, not not in this capacity. I yeah. was a manager before, so I've had to interview people to come and work, but not like this. But not historically recorded for exactly. all. Exactly. <laughs> not for people to say, I heard the Kia Peterkin when she said. Yeah. That oh, Lord. Uh, yeah. The goals for the next hundred, um, to keep it going, to make mm-hmm. it to 200. That's the first thing. The second is to get more guests that aren't just in theater. Yeah. Because I call it Entertainment X. And it's Entertainment X because I want to have on people from all forms of entertainment. Right. It's very quickly become more or less a theatrical podcast because yes. that's my pool mm-hmm. that I'm pulling from. That's the quote unquote community I'm in. Now. Now. Hello. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to have on more, you know, entertainment executives. 
Mm. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of names out there we don't know, but they make all of the decisions. I call them yes people. And yes people. That's a very interesting conversation, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'd love to have on like Bob Iger. Yeah. He was, you know, he worked at ABC and then has gone up. And long story, long story, long story, has gone up to the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. And last right. year, last holiday season, he was number one in entertainment. The mo- number one, according to a magazine that I don't want to misquote, stated that he was number, like the most powerful right. you know, person right. in entertainment. So that's like one reason why I want to talk to him. But I want to, another reason is because that's a big achievement. Yeah. It's huge. To become executives of companies, I think those are huge achievements. You know, mm-hmm. like winning a Tony Award. Or not not winning a Tony Award, because that's a byproduct of your huge achievement of yeah. being a good performer. Right. And being respected. But being a good, you know, the good performers are respected. Like people I've had on already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more of the same, and yet some of the different. Yeah. You know? Yes. And yes. I think that's going to be, it, it's like, there's like, I didn't write this goal down, but there's that idea of like becoming the most connected person. <laughs> <laughs> in entertainment. And I it's think like, you could do it. It's not, I'm not like, I mean, it's happening, although I guess I'm manifesting it, although I'm not consciously manifesting it. But to just have, to have more, know more, be more, do more. Right. Go see Doobie. Uh-huh. I think Ken Burns, a director, I just listened to it on Tim Ferriss podcast. Mm-hmm. I think it was Ken. I hope it was Ken. Said, go see Doobie. Uh, go out more, see more, do more be more yeah go see doobie i'm gonna say that at my um and this is another story there mm-hmm. i'm gonna say this at my um you know college speech forever i asked to speak at a college that's so <laughs> go see doobie what what year is this 2019 we're getting to the end i'll give it 2022 your first college speech honorary doctorate baby i'm calling it right now 2022 we're gonna speak refer it. to this episode to be historically accurate to be historically accurate yes Amazing. Okay, so I want to go into a vein that's a little off from the podcast. Let's do it. Um, I just want to ask if you would share a little bit about how the person you were in college and how that has changed from um, where you are today. I think it's really important for people to know that in that growth is one of the beautiful things has been this podcast. But I think in order for them to know just how beautiful it is, if you wouldn't mind sharing, we could talk a little bit about, you know, what that college time was like for you. Well, I'm a different person now than I was then. Thank Mm -hmm. God for growth. Come on, growth. As Nakia says. Come on, growth. Um, And a thank you to everyone who was interacting with me at that point in my life. I have changed. No, I, I act like I've ruined lives. I didn't ruin lives. No, uh, no. <laughs> I was there. I can, I can touch and agree. But I was different. Yeah. I was ungrateful. Mm-hmm. I was short, um, not tempered, but short, you know, just short in my th- thoughts, short in my beliefs of myself and other people and of, the, of where I studied. Just like all of it was just different. It was different. And it was really, it, I break it down to like a, Coming from scarcity. Yeah. I was operating out of scarcity. Mm-hmm. I was an energy drain, not an energy fountain. That's yeah. another quote I love. Yeah, wow. Um, and, and that's I, so true. And I want to wow. be a fountain. You know, I don't want to be a drain. And I want to be around fountains yeah. to make me a stronger fountain. Right. You know, I don't want to ever be a drain. And I was a bit of a, a drain. Mm-hmm. 
And that time, I, I think it's that time it was like there was a, a thought of what I thought I should be doing versus right. what I was actually doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I, you know, that where the shortcoming came on yeah. my point. Shortcomings came on my part because I had expectations. They weren't happening. And I was inflexible in my belief to see the other expectations. Yeah. And, the, and, there, and I don't, I wouldn't say, I'd say the only regret, but I really don't, I try not to have any, you know, actual regrets where I'm right. like, I regret that. But a moment, you know, if we were to use the word in a traditional sense of regret, mm-hmm. at the end of college, in the last two months, I finally came around. Do you remember that? I do remember. I was there to be there. Mm-hmm. And I had done a whole series of things to kind of make college work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, more gym time. It was great. It was really great. It taught me a lot about mm-hmm. the discipline of exercise and how important that is, especially performing. Right, right. Going to the gym is like, I mean, we're doing waitress right now mm-hmm. and we do crunches, abs, all this. I'm called for the warm up in the morning and I yeah. just walk across the stage and I am sweating mm-hmm. at the end of the warm up. Right. Because it's a full body activation yeah. in these shows. So that's, you know, that was one really powerful thing. And then, and then also DJing. Um, yeah, you did DJ which, for quite you know a while. What's, it's funny. Some of, and it, please tell me if I'm wrong, and this is my own opinion, but some of the loudest people are the saddest people. And I think that my DJing mm-hmm. and being loud and, you know, the center of that, you know, party universe was coming right. from a place of sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because yeah. uh, I didn't, not that I, not that I didn't belong, it's that I didn't want yes. to belong. I belonged. Yes. Like, you know, we all belong. Yeah. But it's the choice. It's a story we tell ourselves. Right. And how the right. story you tell yourself will always be more true than what's happening. You can have nothing in the world and tell yourself you are the richest human on this planet. And you will be. And you are the richest. You could have yeah. everything in the world and tell yourself I am poor and you will have nothing. Exactly. You can have friends and say I'm lonely and that's true. You are mm-hmm. lonely. Yeah. You don't, you can, it doesn't matter what you truly have. It's what you tell yourself you have. Right, right. So that was like, that was a huge, you know, growth Mm -hmm. from college and who I was because after that, you know, Disney Cruise Line, two years, not even thinking, working, you know, thinking, but working yeah, yeah. and not, no time to sit around unemployed. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And then having that after that, Mm -hmm. after, you know, having the time down after two years of working right out of college really had me really had me consider what is life you know what is the purpose why yes i'm so sorry to pause you at this but we're done no we are not (laughs) done because i want you to continue with this but you just said going into two years of straight working after college which is not true. We went into Brooklyn and I want you to share. Oh my God. Because I saw this. You aren't going to let me sneak around that? No, I'm not going to let you sneak around it because you have to share those feelings and that emotions, those emotions that you had in that little bit of time. Now, because then you have the two years and then you went into something that almost mimicked that, but you knew it was better situation than what the first one was, even though the first one situation wasn't as bad as you had given yourself permission to believe that it was. And so you have to share with the people. Now what you're getting to is the core of why I have these conversations. I know this is the stuff I want. What I'm about to tell you is the stuff I really want to know for my guests. Yeah. Because this is the stuff that's the, it's the, concrete foundation that will never rot exactly it makes you who you are and okay. this is why we have to share it here and we that's go why i stopped your story go ahead a little bit deeper 
The moving into Brooklyn, we and I'm you know what we'll take it back. Let's take it back. Graduating college, the three of us went. You, me, and my other great friend Alex Grayson went and auditioned for Disney Cruise Line. Yes, he booked it. I got a call back. Yes, and I you got nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what it is i got nothing and he left essentially you know that was like the beginning of the summer and at the end of that summer after college he was gone he went to toronto yeah and you and i were like we're moving into the city the greater city limits september 1st clayton had graduated i did not that we talk about in her episode so go back to the first episode and you'll that'll all make sense yeah so we went to brooklyn so we're there and i was yellow in the face literally i was green in the face i was all colors in the face Mm -hmm. of sickness because i felt I didn't feel it was a story I was telling myself yep. that I was jumping off a cliff mm-hmm. with no net. Mm-hmm. There was water, crocodiles so and many. rocks. And I just said that because I'm thinking about Peter Pan today. But I was. <laughs> but that's what it was. And that's a vision of what I was doing. Yeah. Reality. Uh, Nikki and I were splitting rent. Yep. It was five hundred dollars each. We took my minivan from mm-hmm. Long Island into the city filled with Beds, cabinets, counters, paper towels, Everything toilet paper, soaps needed. for six months. We had That's at least six months. How much it cost us? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it was free. Besides that speeding ticket. No, Yo. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, not, but I am kidding. And so I had all of that. And I had, I think I had 1500 maybe $2,000 in my one checking account. I didn't even have a savings account. And I was like, we need to get day jobs. Because I was already telling the story in my mind yep. that I would not be booking something in theater. Mm-hmm. So we went out, we booked day jobs. It was really funny because we now ended how up... quickly we booked them day jobs? Well, let's see. We were there September 1st. We got to be by the 10th we were getting orientation. Or 8th. No, it was less. Yeah, it was like the 3rd or the 4th that day. we had got into those interviews and we had the jobs like and we, the next And we booked two days. the yeah. day jobs. And we were work- So yeah, we were like full gainfully employed for less the- than a week for what we needed uh by september 10th that's a you know anyway <laughs> but i was terrified i mean for lack of a better word i really scared myself and i scared myself because of the story i was telling myself and i was telling that story because i was allowing that seth godin says lizard brain mm-hmm. to do more talking than the actual truth yep i was letting my fears do more talking than the actual truth that's like it that's it and so we're there and yeah. maybe September uh, September 10th sticks out in my mind. Was that the day we auditioned for Disney Cruise Line? Probably. It must have been the day we auditioned. So this happened in like 10 days. We auditioned for Disney Cruise Line, callbacks. Um, I got a call that I booked it, right? And then you were like, oh no. We talk about this in your episode yes, too. Yes, yeah. And then you got the call like, must have been four or five days later. It was a hot yeah, second. Yeah, it was like five days later. And then... We had to literally put in our, you know, 30 day notice October 1st or something. I mean, it was like real quick after we started doing all of the do, you know, like we actually Mm -hmm. no, we told them before the end of September. So this is the timeline. And I keep going back to the timeline because I want to really now focus on the fear. Yeah. Second day there, um, I remember kneeling at my bed and praying to God that I would get this gym job at the front desk of Manhattan Plaza gym Mm. because I knew I needed a gym. I couldn't afford the story. I was telling myself I couldn't afford to pay for any gym ever. And I wanted to be in a community in a town in a, you know, in the neighborhood where I figured I would see the most people in entertainment Mm -hmm. story. I was telling myself and I got that job and we did it and I did it for again for a short while, but 
there was a lot of self-doubt. And what I would say now about that, you know, so now that we can get away from the whole self-doubt thing, what I would say I've learned from that is that I need to breathe. Yeah. And I need to trust the journey. Mm-hmm. And I have to, every time I make a decision to take a job, do a thing, do a da-da-da-da-da, I really have to ask myself, is this the right thing? Right. Am I supposed to be doing this? Is this coming to me for a reason? You know, me mm-hmm. going on tour and Lexi going on the Disney Wonder. Right. Is that separation time with someone who I think is the best thing ever, mm-hmm. you know, best person ever, um, you know, personally, that's happening for a reason. Right. That's happening to grow, for us to stretch. Mm-hmm. And I liken it to stretching to touch your toes. If you're doing it right, you sweat. Yes. If you're working on a split, there's sweating involved. If you're working on your turns, I mean, anything, any growth, when you stretch, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Stretching hurts. Mm-hmm. And so when you're feeling as though something hurts, you know, like the self-doubt, I don't have a job, this isn't happening for me, what the fuck, what the heck's going on, excuse right. <laughs> Um It's because you're probably stretching. Yeah. And if you're sweating, it's probably not a bad thing. Now, this is all to say you're not doing things out of bad intentions. And it's all with right, the right, idea right. and thought that you're doing things with good intentions. But if you are doing everything with the best intentions and taking doing the best you can be, being the best you can be, then you can trust that it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really, really sums up 60 Days in Brooklyn. It's going to be a documentary. Yeah. It really should It'll be. It'll be mine, 60 Days really in Brooklyn. It really should be. Because like, even you telling the On Park story, Place between Utica and New York. I'm telling you, it does not do justice to what I saw. What did you say? I saw, it, I saw you physically draining yourself. I could see it. And I kept telling you, see, let me tell y'all what was happening. You remember the day I broke down? Yes. <laughs> I do because I was so confused. I was like, yeah. Clay, you have more than enough money saved up to be chill. Everything is Your parents cool. are 30 minutes away. Some Literally, kids' parents are in Kentucky. I was like, <laughs> I just couldn't understand why you had, were working yourself up so much. And I kept saying, it's all right. We good. Like, we don't handle it. Like, I remember no you patting me on the back doing that thing where you're like, I want to help, but I don't want to get too much, you know, if he needs to be alone. Yes. Like, like they're not, there. Right. Like not really knowing tut, tut. what to do. Yes. <laughs> it's like she says, it'll be okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because I knew that it would be okay, but you also have to go through what you have to go through yeah. for yourself. You know, like I would find these, like Clay would be like, oh, we got to go grocery shopping. And there was this place called Deals. I don't think they have deals anymore. But deals is almost like a, like a dollar store. And there was a deals right up the street for us. And I told him, I was like, Clay, they got they got cans of tuna in there for a dollar. They got cans of beans and stuff. And so we would go to deals and get all this stuff, even though literally we could afford to go to the normal grocery store right there. But just trying to find little things here or there. And in your face, it would be like, uh, uh. and then I had to put you onto that good Chinese food. That helped. We had a good time with the, with the you know. Chinese food and a four loco. They don't make those anymore. Do they? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Not the way they used to, at least. Not the way they used to. Um, but I but had a belief I mean, of poverty. Time. Yes, you did. And poverty is other parts of this world, like mm-hmm. real poverty. Yes. We were we are not in yes. poverty. We're no, not. No. And we're not near it. And two dollars and fifty cents, I think, is a week is what yeah. a, a lot of the mm-hmm. world lives on. Mm-hmm. And you know, but I was over here like, how am I going to ever, I'll never have money. I'll never, I'll never, because 
we're survival beings. Yes. And yes, that is our comfort zone. My mm-hmm. comfort zone. I mean, look at the subway platform. Anytime you see people pushing to get onto the subway in the morning, there's going to be another train. Right. Usually. You, hopefully. But we're survival beings. So there's a lot of these reactions we have where we act stupid pushing someone or something, you know, right. on, when we're on autopilot, because we're not built for happiness. No. We're not built for kindness. We're no. built to survive. Those are That's who we are. That's what our ancestors are. Wherever you're coming from, whatever the human, whatever mm-hmm. you want to talk about scientifically, where we come from, the brain, the modern brain, that's what it is. That's, that's, that's our, that's our safe place. Right. So I mean, I'll hear people in, you know, my family who have day jobs, like really Mm -hmm. a a normal, very normal structured set up life. And there's always something to worry about. Yeah. Because that's our natural comfort zone. And that's been another huge thing for me Mm -hmm. that I've changed is getting out of the survival mode. And the last week or two, I've really been in that survival brain. Right. And I, and I sat down and I, you know, I said to myself, just breathe Mm -hmm. like really break it down what's on the other side of fear what's on the other side of it terry cruz says this in uh tim ferris episode yeah nothing there's nothing there's another episode he had he was like this one guy was you know what what if i don't make it well first of all have you defined what making it is literally what is that are you just saying make it are you saying what aunt says to you at your holidays right like oh when are you gonna make it that's not, maybe they're a little older than that, but it's not, <laughs> that's what, define what make it is for yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Is it $50,000 a year job, which is the average income for like an American, I think. Right. Or 100000 and I always go to money because that's still one of the more important things to me. Right. But anything, I mean, anything, making it, uh, making people smile. Exactly. You know, and what's the worst thing that's going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. You have a college education, you're probably going to go work at a bank. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. You don't have a college education. Maybe you, and this is all hypothetical, you could drive car, taxis. That's not death. No. That's not the end no. of the world. Probably you'd have a fine life. Mm-hmm. And once you realize what fear is and what's not on the other side of it, you can just go for it. Yeah. Anything. You know, have a safety net, have it figured out. Don't put yourself in a terrible situation. But it really, like, if you really realize, like, how, what's the worst it could really get? Right. You know, living in this country. And it's different for everyone. It's I different. Mean, yeah, everyone My definition has a different is different thing. than, and yeah. uh, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, if you can get rid of that fear, it can really unlock your, your power. But I, I honestly feel like your journey to creating this podcast has helped you to, to come into that mindset even further and to, and to um, expand your mind with all the books and all the things you've read just in this past 100 episodes that you've been doing the podcast. Because speaking from the college and then that time in, in Brooklyn and then all the ship stuff, you weren't in this mindset. You were getting there, but you weren't there. And I think that helping, I think it has helped to have this this new inside out approach as opposed yeah, to outside exactly because that exactly, was all external exactly it was all happening like right you know to me right for me but even having that idea of happen things happen for you they don't mm-hmm. happen to you yes everything happens for you everything no matter how much it might hurt and if you believe that yeah. you know and this is important this is powerful for me right now that it's happening for me yeah it's all happening for you it's not happening to you. Mm-hmm. And when you start to tell yourself, that's another affirmation or, you know, where you have, you can really create this. I lost what I was, the word I was going to use. That's all going to work out. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's happening for you. 
would you say that the timing of the podcast happened just right for you? Yes. Yeah, hands down. Hands hands down. And I'm trying to think about how to articulate this. Mm-hmm. But back to that defining what making it is. You know, why do I want to be on Broadway? Why do I want to write a feature film? Why do I want to like interview, you know, all these like things? What's the real reason behind mm-hmm. it? And I talked to you about this after Parade. Yeah. To make a difference. It's short. Mm-hmm. This whole experience, this whole life experience, this spiritual beings having a human experience thing that Oprah says, it's short. Yeah. We are like infinitesimal in the world. We are literally baby raindrops on a massive windshield that are just going to get mm-hmm. wiped off. Uh, before we know it, just in our own lives. Right. So to to define what I want out of life, who do I want to be? Mm-hmm. What's my mission statement? And I'm paraphrasing it because I actually haven't read it in a while since I've written it down. Right. But it's to influence people positively, to add joy, value, and happiness, which is joy, to your life, right. to anyone, anyone I meet. I mean, the person behind the counter you know, at Starbucks, or the people watching a show. But all of these things I create, I want to decrease fear and increase gratitude. Mm-hmm. I want to be more grateful. I want other people to be more grateful if they want to see it. If right. they want it. Right. Of course, I'm not trying to force on anyone. But that's the whole point of all of it. That's why I want to perform. That's why I want to... And I've been playing bad people for like the last two shows and now this show. Yeah. I mean, terrible people. And understanding their reasons first behind their reaction, actions. But then playing that role in a show because it serves a really huge purpose of gratitude, happiness, standing up for yourself specifically with waitress and having the self-confidence and the self-worth to love yourself Mm -hmm. because the way you talk to yourself is the way the people you allow to surround you are going to talk to you. Yep. You're setting an example. Yeah. Subconsciously, it's almost like just, it's almost like a cell phone wave. You can't even see it. Yeah. But the way you talk to yourself is the way you'll allow other people to talk to you, mm-hmm. which goes into being the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. I'm thinking about it, like who are the last five people I've texted? I'm like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm doing really well in my world, in my right. mind. Right. You know? Other people are secure in their lives. Just mentally. I'm not talking about like financials or any of that. Mm-hmm. They're just happy people yeah. who have self you know, self, self, self confidence, mm-hmm. you know, and it's okay not to, I mean, I don't have self confidence all the time. That's okay. Yeah. But to strive for that and to help other people who are lacking in it, you know, in one point in time and to be able to share that, that's what I want. That's what I think my purpose is. Ask mm-hmm. me when I'm 30, it'll, it'll what? change. Um, you know, it'll be all about like having kids or something, Right. but that's really soon. I didn't, well, we'll like, keep it. We won't, we won't edit it out, but that's hey, the idea. Know. All right. It's um, your life. You live it how you want to. Amen and amen. But that's what it is. Sorry. Right. That was long winded. I hope no one dozed off on the subway there. It was amazing. <sighs> no one dozed off. No one dozed off. That's the kind of content that the people want anyway. And you said that that's what you want to get to with your readers, uh, your listeners. I keep saying readers. I feel like we should be reading this, but we're not. Maybe I'll type it up. Well, maybe you should. Okay. Um, but it's just, it's amazing. I think people will appreciate everything you just said. Does that answer the question about the, what was the question? It was about the podcast growing me. Yeah. So the, like it was about the timing of everything. What's it happening? Just, yes. Yeah. Everything happens at the right time. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it's really amazing. Yeah. It's really, 
like the only thing that's coming to mind is a personal story. So Mm -hmm. bear with me. Um, But, and it also sounds rather braggadocious. Is that even a word? It is. Braggatory. It is. Um, But, but, you know, being away from my girlfriend, Uh you know, with my first show, it was weekends only. Right. Right. So we built that up. Then the next show, it was a month Mm -hmm. and we built that up. And now this period of time is two months. Right. And then the next period of time will be five months. And then ideally we don't have to do that again. But it's just amazing how that stacked in a perfect order. Mm -hmm. You know, right when I was ready to go back to Disney Cruise Line, there was this thought in my mind of, you know, or something happened where I was like, oh, I shouldn't go back. You know, it's an obvious sign. And it's not just, I make it sound like I'm always working. I'm not, that's not the you case, y'all. You are always working. It is not, what it is. No, it's not that, okay. Listen, it, it is what it is. All right, is. we'll take it, we'll take it. But even in other projects, you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. like, for all those, that's incredible, and I'm incredibly grateful for those. There's other projects I'm working on that aren't panning out. Right. Things I've put a lot of work into to stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Mm-hmm. And it looks like I don't need to be ready <laughs> after putting the jobs into those. But I wouldn't know that until I put that work in. And right. who knows what that's going to return you know, 10 years from now, exactly. average person overestimates what they can do in one year and underestimates what they can do in 10. Mm-hmm. And that's ripped straight from Tony Robbins yes. or folded and cut gently out of his <laughs> book. But it's so true. I've stopped focusing on what can I do in one year mm-hmm. and as opposed to what can I accomplish in five or 10. And the groundwork for this show alone is just like, I don't even know what, you know, some of I'm seeing yeah. some of it already, yeah. but who knows what all of this recorded content will do you know, three years from now. Exactly. At the 300th, 400th episode. I just can't believe, I can believe the growth has just happened so quickly. I feel like yesterday you just had the first episode of the podcast come out and now you're on the 100th episode featuring the creator and it's amazing and everyone's going to love the content and you're going to go on to your 200th and your 300th. Um, where do you feel as though performing in all of your other, you know, aspirations fit in the, into with the growth of the podcast? I think it's really interesting. And that was a filler because (laughs) people create a story. We all create stories right in our minds Mm -hmm. and we create stories about people we meet. And we make assumptions right off the bat because we love organizing things. We love having boxes, bins, lists, all that stuff in our mind. That's a comfort zone for humans Mm -hmm. to quantify or qualify something and be like, that's dangerous. I'm moving on. That's kind. I'm doing this. That person's not nice. I'm doing that. That person's nice. I'm doing that. And it's very interesting to interact with people via this show Mm -hmm. and interact with people via performing because there are in our subconscious thoughts that we associate with different, even lines of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like have a conversation with someone who's seemingly, you know, just an average Joe on the street and it turns out they created this multi whatever company and sold it for X amount of whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's whatever the question was, which I don't remember to this moment Mm -hmm. is what, um, sparked that answer. I know. What was that question? Um, do you like, where do you feel that, the podcast not, not how will it po- yes yeah, yeah intertwine with yeah. Yeah. yeah i think it's gonna i think it'll intertwine nicely it's it's this podcast the action of creating something new mm-hmm. and recording things that have never been recorded you know before with these people it's and i use the term floodgates it's really opened a creative floodgate in my mind yeah and i think 
now now more than ever and i read this i think it was backstage article that um the new triple threat is like you know writer producer actor mm-hmm. not just singer dancer actor you know? right and that's true and not true because if you can do all three you're in high demand <laughs> well. um but but there are many routes in life and it's really opened up my flexibility mm-hmm. to my life path and where i'm headed and that it's all going to work out yeah and what i thought i wanted is not uh is okay yeah. and it's maybe not be what it is mm-hmm. or it might come back around to it you know having faith trust and a little oh. bit of pixie dust but <laughs> but it's that idea i think they're gonna i think they're gonna intertwine nicely we're gonna see how this so there's a little you know fyi for everyone going on the road mm-hmm. until june 28th with waitress and uh, i have to do these recordings on the road yeah i have to do them in a hotel room um with people around mm-hmm. and a lot of them are gonna be phone calls uh that's gonna be really interesting yeah. we're gonna see how it intertwines with the show we're gonna see if that can uh, cr- cultivate and create and create a synergy of conversations with people in town before the shows. What kind of m- more exciting buzz can I bring to that person in that town before the show? You know, right, can I right. can I see someone in the bagel shop ordering a bagel and we have a five day thing? You know, mm-hmm. of course I'll check with Mary, our stage manager first. <laughs> if I can like bring them backstage, yeah, that, that yeah. costs nothing. That's time, and in that time, you're creating happiness. Exactly. And like, isn't that what it's all about? Being happy. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, is. I think it is. it is. It's really like that's what it's all about. It is. You can do a lot of things in life, but if you don't have your happiness, no one will give it to you. No, no, no. If no you one. don't have your happiness, no <laughs> one will give it to you. They won't. And you have to find it in yourself. They won't. Yeah. That's like another huge lesson I've learned in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Besides it being a choice, which it is a choice that also yeah. falls into the line of you have to give it to yourself. Right. And have that just, you know, do you ever say I love me? And not in a conceited way. Right. Not in a I'm great, I'm the best thing ever. But, and there's another Oprah thing, but like I'm, I love myself so much, like my cup runneth over. I can share that with the people around me when they're down Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm so, there's so much love that I feel for myself because it also translates into who you communicate with Mm -hmm. and how you communicate. You know? Yeah. It's really, I mean, I think that's, I don't know. I mean, this is like a huge, deeper conversation we're jumping into now, but it's like, isn't that, isn't that what it's all about? Is that what it's all about? You know, being happy? I think so. I personally think so. And I think the difficult thing for people is that they feel that they have to choose between being wealthy and being happy. Or being, and I mean monetarily wealthy, because obviously you can have the you know wealth of love and of of honesty and all these other things. But people feel like they have to choose between these otherworldly things and happiness. Because wouldn't you say right now in this moment you are an extremely wealthy woman? Yes. Oh yes. Extremely wealthy. Oh yay! (laughs) Extremely wealthy. It blows my mind. Sometimes it literally overwhelms me at how wealthy I am. Because I feel that in me, but I don't feel that when I'm when I'm feeling? trying to fulfill someone else's idea of what a happy Nakia is, or what That's a wealthy Nakia is, or a wealthy Nakia is. Yeah. yeah. So you're all. I mean, anyone listening is like you are wealthy. Yeah. Yep. You are. It's what you tell yourself, and it's not a lie. 
It's not a, you know, going out to your garden saying, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds. <laughs> it's another Tony Robbins thing. And then all of a sudden there won't be weeds. Right. It's finding it and pulling it out. What, do, what, what doubt in your garden are you having? Rip it out. Right. You know? Take care of it. You can, though. Mm-hmm. You, really, you really can. It starts with the mind. Yeah. It all starts with your thoughts. And there's this wonderful quote by... Um, this is the, going to be the first one I can't fully remember, but you remember this, I'm sure. Meryl Streep in the Iron is the Iron Lady when she's um, she says when she's playing, "Geez, my lord, this is gonna this is gonna kill me." We're gonna vamp for a second, okay. while I pull this up because I really really want to. Okay, uh, while while you're pulling that up, I just want to say that exactly the thought you just had with you know it all starts with your thought process and you know where you take it that's literally what happened with the with the podcast that's what it was you had the thought process the happiness of starting it and wanting it and pursuing it and here you are 100 episodes later um and continuing on that road to whatever your personal happiness is she's playing margaret thatcher in ah, the iron lady yeah. so anyone who already knew that i'm sorry if you were like itching in your seat seat (laughs) over it but this is what it is the quote watch your thoughts for they become your words watch your words for they become your actions watch your actions for they become your habits watch your habits for they become your character and watch your character for it becomes your destiny it all starts with the thought Mm -hmm. it all starts with the thought it all starts with the thought. I don't know it how else all, to say it. That is exactly how you say it. And I think that is a great place to say goodbye. Mm. No, yeah. No, no, no. It is. It, and it, I, and it truly with, has and been. And to, you know, yeah. to wrap, as we wrap this up, like, I forget everything I've just said to you sometimes. Yeah. Like, I and mean, this is a rather cultivated conversation, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I'm not perfect at any of this. Um. But even, you know, in this moment when you get to listen to it, if you're hearing it and it's resonating with you and maybe you remember it for more than a day, it's good. It's just, I mean, these are like, I think these are like the beliefs Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you believe them, you could be a very wealthy human being. Yeah. Just my cup runneth over kind of thing. So thank you. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you. If anyone needs an example, they have you. You, you believe it. You've cultivated it. Your cup is running over. We're all getting to experience that. So thank you. Only on um, Entertainment X. Yes, Entertainment <laughs> X. Yeah. Is there, you've said a couple of books already, but are there any other titles you might want to share with us? Well, there's one you're reading right now. Yes, I'm rereading. I've read it multiple times. I've read yes. it one and a half times. One and a half. Um, called The Alchemist. Yes, yes. That's a really great book. I suggest people own it. Yes. Because right when you've forgotten what it, the story's about, it's a good time to pick it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say his name right. Paul. Paul. Paulo Coelho. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she was ready with it. Uh, Razzle Dazzle. Okay. Michael Riddell. It's about theater. Mm-hmm. It's really, I mean, for anyone who's in theater, it's, you, it's, you should read it. Um, by the wonderful Townsend Teague suggested. Um, I, you know, I haven't read this book in a while, but all the places you'll go Ugh. by Dr. Seuss. Love that book. That yeah. is like at that same college speech. That's the book yeah. I'll read, which yeah. has been done before. I'm sure by someone, but yeah, that's but- a, that's a really good children's book. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there's others that I'm not thinking of the titles, but you know, listen to the last 99 episodes and they're all in yeah, there. Yeah, they're all in there. <laughs> there's a lot of books. Okay. We, you've already said a bunch of quotes and stuff too. I would say to really wrap things up. One more quote. No. If there is a word or a phrase you could put on a billboard in Times Square, anywhere the billboard could be, what would it be? Is it a digital billboard? It is a digital, yes. Okay. Slides. So it'd be the massive one just under the 2019 ball Uh number for New Year's Eve. And it would say, remember who you are. And that like gets me emotional. I almost cried. I'm about to. My eyes are tearing. Remember who you are. Because we forget. Yeah. We forget the second we leave our comfort zone. Yes. And be it your bed, your phone, your home where you grew up, mm-hmm. you know, your day job, whatever the comfort zone is that we live in. Second you leave it, remember who you are. Right. And then it would change and it would say, listen to Entertainment X. <laughs> entertainment x i love you thank you i love you thank you so much spread love you spread love give love be love be love and we all make we all make mistakes we all don't do it all the time but remembering that is just yeah wow Thank you so much for joining us on the other side of the microphone. With mic number two. You know, I said it before we started. This microphone's been held by a few people. And I was like, you know, I started naming like some of the guests and all that. And Nikia said. (laughs) That microphone. That one. I said that microphone needs to be clean. (laughs) It's got germs. (laughs) It's got germs on it. Oh, my goodness. This has been great. This has been great. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you. Thank you for taking this time. Of and course. I say this to everyone after I finish interviewing them. Thank you for taking the time. Time is non-renewable. Everything else is. Money is. All that other stuff is. Right. This time is gone. Yeah. It's now I'll never get it back. Sitting in an SD hard drive, hard little card disc. Yeah. So anyone listening, thank you for taking this time out of your life to yes, thank you. put us in your ears. It's a personal spot on a body. Yeah, we appreciate you. <laughs> but we it's appreciate also you. it's also thank you for taking the time. And mm-hmm. if you hear something that resonates with you, spread it, tweet yeah. it. If you don't, leave it alone. Let it go. Move on. That's all right. It'll come back to you. And this is to 100 more episodes and 100 plus more after that. Keep rocking with us. We're not going anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Nakia Peterkin is the host. Hey! And Clayton Howe as the guest. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.